Welcome, everybody, to Take Two Healthcare, your guide to a better living here on an Ask the Experts weekend. My name is Dr. Natalie Yaley, and I will be your host for this half hour, I guess. Um, Unfortunately, the show will only be a half hour today due to the Dayton Flyers playing Robert Morris uh, starting at noon today. So tune in. That is my alum. Go Flyers. I hope they play very well today on this lovely Labor Day weekend. Again, you're listening to Take Two Healthcare, your guide to a better living. We are here every weekend from 11 to noon, and uh, we rotate through all the doctors that are in the practice. Uh, Myself, Dr. Natalie Yaley, uh, Dr. Van Merkel, and Dr. Andrew Dyer. We are the three hosts of this show. And uh, the clinic has been around for several years, at least over 30 years, but I myself have been with the practice for for 11 years now, and I love what I do, and I love this platform we have. Um, I always say, you know, if I can share one thing with you that you didn't know before listening to the show, then I've done my job. And I do appreciate all you listeners out there because without you, we wouldn't have a show. And um, the Take Two Healthcare Clinic is located at 5777 Far Hills Avenue. And you can reach us on the web at Take Two Healthcare. That's with the number two. That's take2healthcare.com. We are also on Facebook. Uh, we don't update too much on there, but it is a good way to reach out if you have any questions or or you can also call the office at 937-433-3241 if you'd like to schedule a visit or find out a little bit more about what we offer. Um, our clinic, we are uh, our little niche or what we specialize in is nutrition therapy based on comprehensive testing with blood and hair. Uh, but we are all doctors of chiropractic. We also offer acupuncture and thermography as well. So our website has a lot of material on there. If you're interested in any of those services, there's quite a few cases studies to look at as well, which can give you an idea or a snapshot, if you will, of what our reports look like with our blood testing and hair testing. And um, today we're going to go over a little bit about a very common question that I get in the office and a test that most everybody wants to know where they're at as far as the blood testing goes. And that um, that has to do with the thyroid. Uh, we have a lot of patients that come in and one of their top three goals is to lose weight. Um It is estimated that one in five to 10 people have thyroid disease and that 50 to 60 percent of people affected are not aware of their condition. So how is this possible? How do so many people out there may have, if not clinical hypothyroid, which would be low thyroid, if not clinical, meaning flagged by the lab, what about subclinical? And there's a lot of research studies out there that talk about subclinical levels of hypothyroidism, meaning that, okay, your doctor tested your TSH, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone. And if that comes back, okay, even borderline, they don't continue to test anymore, usually. And uh, those further tests that need to be done would be T4 and T3 free because there's some conversions that take place. So the first things to ask yourself is, number one, you need to observe the symptoms of possible low thyroid. And what could some of those symptoms be? So number one is weight gain or inability to lose weight. Um, Has your blood pressure gone up, especially the diastolic number? Do you have elevated C-reactive protein or CRP in the blood tests? Do you have elevated estrogen levels? Do you have leaky gut or indigestion? Do you have elevated LDL cholesterol? These are some common questions you can ask yourself. And by simply looking at your last blood test, kind of look them over, see if they're borderline or not. Because I came across this article that talks about 
how subclinical levels of hypothyroidism is one of the most important contributors of cardiovascular disease. So enough about worrying about your weight. What about your heart? The most common cardiovascular signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism include blood pressure changes, alterations in lipid metabolism, so that would be elevated LDL levels, decreased cardiac output and contractibility, and accelerated atherosclerosis, which is clogging of the arteries. Um, So there's a lot of things that you can detect just by blood tests, even if you don't have any of the symptoms that I just that I just went over. And um, C-reactive protein is a common test ran in annual physicals. It's usually included in a, in a physical you do with your, with your doctor. Uh, this C-reactive protein test is an inflammatory marker that can, if elevated, um, indicate a risk for heart disease. Um, but also, it can indicate a risk for several other inflammatory disorders. So that's why it's so important to not just test the C-reactive protein alone, or just the, the TSH alone. It's very important to look at the whole picture because there can be a lot of things that, that once you put the puzzle together, it can really give you the answer. And I came across an article um, that quoted hypothyroidism is associated with decreased cardiac output due to impaired relaxation of vascular smooth muscle and decreased availability of endothelial nitric oxide, which produces an effect of increased arterial stiffness that leads to systemic vascular resistance. So what does all that mean? That's basically cardiovascular disease. And a lot of these clinical studies that I reviewed talked about subclinical levels. So what that means, again, is that you you may test okay in the TSH or the thyroid stimulating hormone, but if your doctor does not test T4 or free T3, then you might be missing some of that puzzle, if you will. So the first thing to ask yourself is, number one, to observe any symptoms that you may have. If you don't have, or if you only have a few of those symptoms, well, you definitely need to detect or test. So you do need to test a full thyroid panel. Now, sometimes your insurance companies won't cover that if the TSH is okay. But like I said, some of these uh, studies that I'm talking about with you are mentioning subclinical levels, which means they would not be flagged by the lab, but something's trending in the wrong direction. So besides a full thyroid panel, which would include T4 and free T3, um, I would also recommend looking at your iodine levels as well, especially if you're taking iodine, because too much iodine can actually cause hypothyroidism. Um, also, you need to be aware if you're being exposed to uranium. Now, we test uranium through a hair test because radon is a byproduct of uranium breakdown. Many homes actually have radon in them, especially if you have a basement. This is an easy fix. You can easily get a mitigation system to reduce the radon effects, but you obviously have to test for it first. Many home inspection companies out there test for it, and there's a lot of companies out there that you know specialize in that. So that's an easy thing to test for. But you can test to see if you're actually being exposed to it, and we do that through a hair test. Uh, along with the full thyroid panel and C-reactive protein in the blood, Um, I also recommend testing your vitamin D level because vitamin D is actually, yes, it's a hormone, but it is a precursor to your other hormones. 
So there's a lot of things that can affect your thyroid at a, quote, subclinical level, where if a lot of these factors add up, you could end up with hypothyroidism down the road or, and I guess I should say, and or cardiovascular disease. Now, for for a lot of people or for some people, they may know that they have hypothyroidism earlier on um, because it could it can definitely be an autoimmune disorder. And in order to detect that, you detect your antibodies. But sometimes just because you have elevated antibodies or thyroid antibodies doesn't necessarily mean you have underactive thyroid. I have patients that have very high antibodies, but we do a full thyroid panel. And although their TSH is a little high, it is being converted all the way over. So we're monitoring that for them along with some other areas in the blood as well. So number one, Observe any symptoms or signs of low thyroid. And like I said, some of those would include weight gain, elevated blood pressure, high C-reactive protein blood test, maybe high estrogen levels in a hormone test, any leaky gut or indigestion, and elevated cholesterol. If you don't have any of those symptoms or just have a few, then you definitely need to test. It is recommended that anyone over the age of 60 do a full thyroid panel once a year, just so it's more of a prevention protocol. Um, So number three then would be to treat, right? So how do we treat? Well, if you have an autoimmune disorder or if you have elevated antibodies and low thyroid, then you may need a medication to help convert that TSH over. Most people are put on levothyroxine or, or Synthroid. Those are actually pretty safe medications to be on, and they actually are very hard to get off of. But there are some other natural ways that we can improve thyroid function as well, which we'll go over after we cut to a short break. I appreciate you tuning in for this half hour of Take Two Healthcare, your guide to a better living. Don't tune away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. Natalie Yaley, Take Two Healthcare, your guide guide to a better living on an Ask the Experts weekend. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to Take Two Healthcare, your guide to a better living, and welcome back. This is Dr. Natalie Yaley. I am your host for the rest of this half hour. Again, this this show is cut a little short today due to the Dayton Flyers game that starts at noon. That is their football game that starts at noon. That is my alum, so please, everybody, root for them. And uh, stay tuned after the show to listen to the pregame. Uh, this is a beautiful Labor Day weekend, and I do appreciate you giving us the time to share some hopefully insightful information uh, to help get you healthier on a clinical level. And today we are talking about thyroid disorders and or subclinical thyroid disorders. And I really think that that's the key key word to bring home um, after listening to this show is what does subclinical mean? And what that does mean is that it really wouldn't be flagged by your doctor or by the lab, but it's trending the wrong direction. And that's exactly what we do with all of our tests. So when we run a full blood panel, we show you where you're at, compare you to where the lab references are and your medical doctors want you to be. And then we also compare you to where we want you to be. So if something's trending the wrong direction, but not yet flagged, 
meaning subclinical, right? We do highlight it for you. We point it out and we show you what to do to fix it. Whether it's taking a vitamin or nutrient or changing something in the diet, there are lots of natural ways to get healthier. And we usually tell people, you know, give us two weeks to two months. Let's see if we can make a change. And if we are 20 to 30% better by the end of two months, think of where you'll be at the end of the year. And we were reviewing some information about the thyroid. Sometimes underactive thyroid can be caused by autoimmune factors. So those type of patients may have to be put on a medication. But if it's not caused by that, there's many natural ways that you can improve your thyroid function to decrease your risk of cardiovascular disease. And number one is to take a probiotic because uh, probiotics help maintain a healthy gut flora, which in turn does help prevent any thyroid disorders. Also, vitamin D is a very important vitamin to take. Many patients, in fact, I'd say over 90% of my patients are deficient in vitamin D unless they're taking it. Vitamin D is a precursor to most all of your hormones, including your thyroid hormone. Um, Some other supplements to possibly consider would be iodine. Now, you have to be very careful with iodine. You have to test for that first. You can take too much iodine, which can affect the thyroid in a bad way. So be careful with taking iodine. Please get tested first for that. A common nutrient that we use in the office is L-tyrosine. And what L-tyrosine does is that... Um, Well, naturally, the thyroid gland takes iodine and converts it into T4 into T3. And these, these thyroid cells are actually the only cells in the body that can absorb iodine. So what these cells do is they combine iodine and tyrosine to make T3 and T4. And the important thing to note is that the T3 free that you can test in your blood will tell you what available thyroid hormone you have in circulation in your blood to help your metabolism and prevent all the other side effects of low thyroid, such as cardiovascular disease, elevated blood pressure, and elevated cholesterols. So if you have more questions about that, please call the office. We'd be happy to help you. There's so many things to look into to help treat thyroid dysfunction, and it could just be something simple. As far as testing goes, we can definitely detect that, uh, whether it's hormone testing or comprehensive blood testing. So please give us a call if you have any further questions about that. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Again, I apologize. It's a it's a shorter show today, but it's for a good cause, if you will. Uh, go Flyers. Um, again, I hope you have a great Labor Day weekend. You can reach us online at take2healthcare.com. You can give us a call at the office at 937-433-3241. Um, again, like I always say, or I have been saying over the past couple of weeks, if you want to make a change, Whether it's two months, two weeks, or in two days, you can start today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I hope you have a great holiday weekend, and we'll catch you next week. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.